Shallowy driving it toward the back post for Zussi, who puts it back across, and Shelton slots it home! Zussi can have a hit from here, he does, and Graham Zussi re-elect Graham Zussi! Shallowy knocks it in! The Hungarian assassin has given Sporting KC the lead! It's Russell! This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, and wherever you get your podcasts and stream your content, it is exciting to be back with you in the midst of what is a long playoff Lay off. playoff layoff is that the right way to say it? I guess it sounds it like it. Yeah, yeah playoff it's, layoff. It's, it's a it's a playoff layoff. That's uh, maybe we can make it sound more fun to have twenty one days off between <laughs> playoff games if we come up with a rhyme scheme like that. Welcome to the show. I am Nate Bukati. You just heard the voice of Ali Trost Martin, the voice of Sporting Kansas City and the Galazzo Network, where she's getting players from Sporting Kansas City on the shows and doing all kinds of things and jet setting everywhere. Ali, what's up? How are you? Nate, I am good. I have probably been insufferable with uh, all my uh, co-workers up here in Connecticut at the Galazzo Network just waving the SKC flag, even got some uh, some jerseys on their way up that we can wear on Footy Kit Friday, uh, which is a nice little, uh, you know, thing that they do every Friday on the morning show called Morning Footy. So I think if you send in uh, hashtag Footy Kit Friday to at CBS uh, Sports Galazzo on Twitter, they'll they'll put up pictures. So I urge every SKC fan Friday morning or Thursday, throw your kit on, take a picture, tweet it out, use the hashtag and let's get some some SKC love going because God knows I'll be uh, I'll be doing plenty of that on my own. But we need all of you as well. I have been sitting here. Th- I'm I'm happy that this is a case because I've been sitting here thinking about like every time I see you guys wearing all your your jerseys on Fridays, I have a ridiculous collection of jerseys in my closet and I never get a chance to wear any of them. And so if I just picture myself and hashtag footy kit Friday, any Friday, there's a chance any to Friday. get on there. Okay. Because I mean, I've got one alley uh, from the trips that we took to Mexico and Panama oh. for the CONCACAF Champions League, I have a an Independiente de la Chorrera uh, jersey that is is actually Everlast brand jersey instead oh, of like cool. Adidas or Nike or whatever. It was it like the boxing company Everlast. Bought one of those when we were down there when Sporting played there in the 2019 Champions League. I got a, a, a an old Preki practice jersey that he used to practice in. I can't fit in anymore, but maybe after I lose some weight, I can get back in. You can send it to me. I'll wear it on the show. Yeah, it would fit you very well. It would be a sausage casing on me uh, for sure. Fat guy footy kit Friday. Uh, I'm excited about that. I got to find a good uh, sporting KC jersey or Wizards jersey or something. I've got got in Denbays on the way up for me. Got to rep our guy Logan, who, as you all heard last week on the show, uh, unfortunately suffered a torn ACL that he then played. Played 40 minutes on in game two mm. as Sporting went on to sweep STL. But uh, how cool, by the way, Patrick Mahomes tweeted at uh, Logan and Denbay, yeah. like calling him a dog. I mean, that's yeah. 
it doesn't make it any better, but Logan's uh, been in good spirits about everything too. It makes it a little better, you know, it gives a little, you a little bit ray better. of sunshine, you know, and, and something to remember and something to keep him going. Cause he's going to be back. Maybe sporting Kansas city will have back to back comeback players of the year. When Logan comes back after uh, that, which by the way, we have the news today and I'm just going to go ahead and lay out the menu for you. We got a busy show today. The news today that came out all in Polito is your MLS 2023 comeback player of the year. I was told by Patrick Bergabo that it was the media vote that got him over the hump in this. And yes, I did vote for Alan Polito. So I'm taking all the credit, at least 52% <laughs> of the credit, Allie, for getting him in there. But uh, he deserves all the credit and the amazing medical and training staff of sport in Kansas City. Those people put in ridiculous. Ridiculous hours and time and sacrifice away from their family and loved ones and all that for somebody like Alan Polito. They deserve credit too. We're going to hear from Alan Polito. I asked him a couple questions in Spanish at the presser today, Ali, which I'm I proud was of you, very Nate. happy about. Thank you very much. Patting myself on the back all over the place here on the show today. Um, MLS end of the year award for you as well. <laughs> I'm not sure what the award's for. Self-congratulations. I've been the best <laughs> self-congratulator on the show today. But we're going to hear from Alan Polito on a couple of things. We're going to hear from Peter Vermees previewing the matchup. We know who the matchup is now. Houston Dynamo and Sporting Kansas City rekindling that three-year rivalry in the early 10s, I guess you call it. Yeah. 2010s. Um, we'll get a preview of that matchup. I was lucky enough to do a sit-down interview with both Daniel Shalloway and Johnny Russell together. Uh, that's coming up in a moment. So, And, and you're going to hear from them, Allie, by the way, what it means. I, I think great perspective on what it means to your teammates when you go out and do something like Logan and Dembe did, which is fight mm. through injury through an entire game. I think they all, already respected him, but you're going to hear from both Johnny and Daniel like, Wow, what this guy did for us! I think that's a big motivator for them going into the. It just gave me chills. I'm, yeah. I'm I yeah. love, I love to hear that. That and and I think that's just a a great, you know, example of of how special this this group really feels this year and the respect and like the love that they all just have for one another. I feel like you hear on so many different occasions, the guys talking about just how close knit this team is. And that's what you need at this point in the season. You mm -hmm. need to be surrounded by a group that wants to go out and go to battle for one another, because that's what it's going to be the rest of the way for SKC on the road, no matter what, as the lowest seeded team remaining in the postseason, uh, it's going to take something special, but look, we've seen now in the NWSL, the lowest seed team remaining, Gotham FC, went on to lift their first ever trophy. In the USL, by the way, Phoenix Rising, lowest seeded team went out and knocked off the highest seeded teams remaining in the postseason, left and right scoring late, crucial stoppage time, extra time goals to go out and win their first, I believe, ever championship as well. So this is kind of the season of the underdog, I'm feeling it, in domestic uh, American soccer. So can sporting be uh, the third to add a, a trophy to the list? I like where you're going with that very much, Allie. Let's go ahead and give everybody the schedule for the weekend of the conference semifinals. We all get to fatten ourselves up on the turkey and all that stuff. Hopefully everybody gets to see their families and have a little great Thanksgiving. And then on Saturday, it starts with the two-seed Orlando hosting Columbus. Two complete contrasts and styles. Orlando great defensively. Columbus maybe the most free-flowing attacking team in MLS. And then Cincinnati versus Philadelphia. The, the first game will be at 4.30 Central Time. 
And then that game, Cincinnati versus Philly at 7 o'clock Central Time. Ali, any thoughts you have on either one of those games that stand out to you as we get ready? Those are two very intriguing matchups, I feel. I think what is really interesting for, for both teams is the fact that for Cincinnati, they're going to be without Matt Miazga, who won Defender of the Year. He got that. I did red not card. vote for him, Allie, by the way, because of his 11 yellow cards this year. Three were for fouls, eight were for naughtiness like and that's this. what got him in trouble and, yeah. and i think you know when it gets to this point in the season to deal with any outside noise and let's be honest the philadelphia union and fc cincinnati both dealing with their own issues of kind of outside noise affecting the teams in these really crucial games um for philadelphia union it's kai wagner serving his suspension for the racial abuse that he directed towards bobby wood against the new england revolution so I'm just curious to see how that matchup plays out. I still think you got to give Cincinnati the edge just with um, the the team that they have. Lucho Acosta, I think, is just the, to me, like he is the best player in the league in 2023. Uh, I think he's just been absolutely fantastic. Um, but I'm just curious to see how both these teams respond coming out of uh, their own issues, losing two players uh, due to suspension for very different reasons, but uh, two key players as well. Meanwhile, for Orlando against Columbus, Columbus have not done well against this Orlando team in recent history particularly on the road. Orlando has sneakily been one of the best teams. They finished just behind Cincinnati in the supporter shield race. This is a dangerous team and this could be a team that goes all the way. Um, so this is a matchup I'm, I'm really looking forward to and I, I'm going to give Orlando the edge in that one. But I, I'm curious if, if you have any favorites going into uh, these Eastern Conference games. I think I think I'll go Orlando as well because I think they are at home and they impose the way they want to play mm-hmm. on you. They don't let you play the way you want to play. I would say is a better way to put it. And I, I just yeah, I, I'm with. I think the dis- they don't play as exciting of a brand of soccer yeah. as Columbus. And Columbus, the way that they defensively kind of exposed like mm-hmm. were, had those moments of weakness against Atlanta. I just don't think you're going to have as many opportunities against this Orlando side to make up the goals that, that you give up and Atlanta, that was their Achilles heel all year, right? They were just not a strong defensive team. Columbus. I don't see them being able to come back if they find themselves in a hole against Orlando. Yeah. And then or the keeping flip- Orlando out for an entire 90 minutes. The flip side, that that Cincinnati Philly game you mentioned, obviously the drama between Wagner and Miazga, but also Aaron Bupenza is in trouble again, this time with yeah. the national team. Last time he was in trouble for coming back late from the national team. What's going to go on there? They're missing another one of their center backs and Gaddis, who's got an injury. So I just think they, they've got problems. But, since it, but, but Philadelphia, without Wagner, uh, possibly Carranza still injured. Uh, Glesnes injured. They've got problems too. I, I don't know who, whichever team can overcome those issues the most is the one to watch. Then on Sunday, Houston versus Sporting Kansas City at six o'clock Eastern, and then Seattle against LAFC at eight thirty. Two great matchups there as well, and we could talk about those more in a moment. We need to take a break first. We're going to have a conversation with Johnny Russell. And Daniel Shallowy. That's right after this. We are off and running on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back on the SKC Show on your home for Sporting Kansas City, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Nate Bucati with you. We'll be rejoined by Allie in a little bit, but just to pull behind the curtain here, I'm at 
the Compass Minerals Performance Center now as uh, they had a media availability today. I'm getting an opportunity to sit down with the two star wingers for Sporting Kansas City as they get ready for this conference semifinal against the Houston Dynamo coming up. Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy, two guys that are obviously at the uh, the forefront of the attack for Sporting KC, but two good friends off the pitch as well. So I thought it'd be fun to talk to them uh, together at the same time. So I'll start with you, Johnny. First off, Man, 21 days, I think it is, between games, between this this uh, first round and here. What do you guys do with the time? How, how has this been um, when you have all this momentum and then all of a sudden you got this huge break before such a big game? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not really a fan of the yeah. break. Um, I, I get it. There's international break and stuff like that, but I just I don't agree with it. Um, having your playoffs, having a break, um, you know, there's... We had had a break during the season and now you have one in the most important part of the season. But it's we had a few days off, we had a bit of downtime. Um, so guys got away, relaxed, refreshed, and then back in with you know nothing else in mind but getting ready for this game. We've still a little bit of time out, so frustrating that you know it's it's not coming sooner. But you know we've had. By the time the game comes, we're going to have plenty of time to have prepared. Um, so we'll be ready to go. It's just when you get to this stage of the season, it's, it's frustrating having to wait when, like you said, we're on such a, a hot streak, good run of form, momentum's flying for us. So you just want the games to come a lot quicker than they are right now. It's ironic too, isn't it, Daniel? Because I, I'm guessing during the course of a long marathon season and the hot summer and all that, you'd love to have a little bit of a break where you can have some downtime, but this isn't necessarily the time that you wanted. Is there a positive, though, that you guys can take out of maybe getting a chance to rest and recover or, or just make sure that you're completely fresh for this game coming up? It's, it's more just that um, we know what our goal is and um, that's everybody keeps that in mind. If you have a couple of players struggling with a knock or something, they can refresh, and um, that that's pretty much it. But we just have to be professionals and stay focused. Um, I think Houston just missing one weekend um, without soccer. We're missing two weekends, but um, it is what it is. We have to go there and do our job. But we're just excited, to be honest. We just want to play the game finally. Okay, before we get get too focused on what's coming up, I have to relive this game at children's mercy park with you guys i told you before we started recording the interview that i was suffering from one of the worst cases of fomo that i've had in my life because i'm sitting in a studio getting ready to call another game uh, which is exciting for me but i've been a part of so many incredible atmospheres at children's mercy park either as a fan or as a broadcaster in my career and I could just tell by watching it on television that this one was like at the top of the list. I mean, I was there for MLS Cup Final in 2013, and it looked on television anyway like this was every bit the atmosphere that that one was. So take me back through it a little bit. I'll start with you, Daniel. What, If you can paint the picture for me, what was it like for you? Because you've been obviously a part of some big games here as well over the years. It was, uh, I mean, playoff at its finest, you know, the stadium's packed and uh, everybody's super excited, super loud. And to give you a perfect example, Logan's goal, I've never heard a stadium being that loud. It was just exploded. It, it was insane. And um, that energy, what we felt there was amazing. And that's why it's kind of disappointing and there's not more home uh, home games left. 
but um, I'm glad we got to win that game and finish it at home because that's amazing. But the atmosphere was great, and I'm so happy to be, you know, part of the team and part help the team and being on the field because that's an experience that you'll remember forever. Watching behind the shield, uh, I, I always love getting to see your motivational speech that you're giving the team there before the game, Johnny. What uh, what's going through your mind and your your you know your emotions and everything as you're getting ready for a match like that? Um, you try and keep them in check, and you know I've played in so many sort of big games now that you just you get that experience. You, you don't get too carried away with. Yes, you use the atmosphere but you don't get caught up in it. Um, you don't let it sort of get to your head and sway your emotions, because if you did, then the game would be crazy. You know, mm -hmm. there'd be so many you know, bad tackles flying in, so many late tackles. So you try and enjoy it, use, use it as fuel, but at the same point, you have to focus as well. So, no, it was going back to what you said. I think, for me, playoffs are always different here, but I think that's probably... Like Daniel said, the loudest I've heard the stadium since I've been here, especially when that goal went in, that the noise was, you know, it just lifted you, um, and you know, it was it was huge for us on the day as well because, you know, at times we had to grind in, um, and we, I feel like we definitely used that, um, used that energy around us to really dig in together, um, and such a such a huge night. The one, obviously, the away game. You know, the, the way you know the way we played down there and completely silenced that crowd uh, and then the flip side when you come back here just hearing the noise from our fans for for the whole game um, you know right up until the very end and then even after that when we got to celebrate with them it was, it was an incredible night so I want to go back to that goal you mentioned by Ndembe because it started with a nutmeg, if I remember correctly. Um, as a guy who spent like his entire high school career trying to meg people and never pulling it off because I'm just not skilled enough, anytime I see it happen, I always wonder, was that on purpose? So were you were you going for the meg there? Can you take me back through that whole situation? Yeah, that was a super tight space, and I tried to turn, and um, as the defender stepped, that was the only way to push the ball through. Um, so yes, I did go for it, and uh, I honestly I, I love getting a mag. I wish I could get it more. Obviously, it's uh, it's a very fun and satisfying feeling as a soccer player. So um, yeah, it was it was great. To, so it was good to watch it back too. Would he admit it to me if he wasn't going for it, Johnny? No, uh, I've seen him try it so many times. I know for a fact that he did. That is what he's going for. He's. Uh, when you, we do little things in training, constantly little games, he's always looking for a meg. So I, I do believe that was 100% man. It was it was beautiful, man. It was it was a, it was a thing to behold. And like I said, guys like me that can't pull it off, you just you tip of the cap and and you're like, man, that must be nice. Um, this is obviously this ends up in a sad story a little bit, but the goal by Ndembe to me was a capper, something I've been telling people for for a while now. I know that the, the narrative of this season has been, and rightfully so in many ways, once the the high priced players, the Alan Politos and Gadi Kindas and everything, were able to come back, this team was able to turn things around. But I feel like what maybe is underappreciated by a lot of people is that also seems to coincide with Logan and Jake Davis and the, and their development as fullbacks on this team and what they bring to the table. So to see him have this injury really is a sad part of the story. But I want to focus on the positive first. Um, 
what have those guys meant to you guys this year? You know, in terms of the just, I just see this energy from them getting up and down the flanks and everything. How big has that been for you guys in your development this season? It's been huge. Like you said, two, two young guys who are full of energy, growing with experience and confidence each time they play. Um, you know, Jake coming in, being a central midfielder, now converting himself to a fullback when we were struggling. You know, Zussi, KP were, were out for large parts of the season with, with bad injuries. Um, so the fact that he he was able to sort of take that place as his own and, and grasp that as well was, you know, it's all credit to him for the way he's done that. And then Logan, the sort of turnaround he's had this season, um, you know, he came in pre-season struggling as well with a couple of injuries and, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. And then out of nowhere, he's he gets back from his injury and he just looks like a completely different player. And then I think back-to-back the two St. Louis games are probably the best games he's played for us um, in such huge games. The fact that he was... I mean, over the both games, he's probably one of our best players over the two games and then it's just so unfortunate that he gets the injury but I mean he gets the injury and he continues to play that's you know that I think that just shows the sort of trans transformation in Logan as well um, the fact that I mean the guy tore his ACL and played for what 30 40 minutes it's just so he could help the team um, that's that's huge that's you know me and Daniel have played through like, injuries, but I don't think he quite experienced that sort of that pain and how he's able to do that is you know, such a huge credit to him. Something that I know that we are hugely grateful for because we needed him. Um, and you, you wouldn't be able to tell that the guy was injured, so I think that's all credit to him. Um, and no, it just gives you something else to play for now. Um, you know. I mean, you get guys like Logan who have given so much and now they're not going to be there for the final push. Um, it just gives you that little extra incentive as well that you want to do it for those guys. Well, I've never nutmegged people, as I said, but I have torn my ACL and I laid on the ground for about 20 minutes screaming like uh, like a little baby. So, I, yeah, watching somebody do what he did for as long as he did on a torn ACL to me is, is almost unbelievable. Um, the, the the relationship between the fullbacks and the wingers in this system to me is something I always kind of pay attention to too. And I, Daniel, I feel like there's been times when I can tell when there are certain guys on the field that you're starting to develop a really good understanding with. What was that journey like with you and Logan? Because it did seem like that's something that you guys have really been growing in over the past month or two. Yeah, it's, um, as you said, I, I feel that too sometimes that you know, you're on the field and you're like, okay, some, something's really working here. And um, Logan had a, a really good year, and I thought we were clicking so well on the field and just understood each other. And um, yeah, it's it's very disappointing for me because I always say that when I do well, I do well because people around me do well, and I think everybody should look at it that way. Obviously, it's a team sport, but for me to have a really good left back who supports me in my attack and helps me with the defense uh, that's a key part of my game and Logan did that um, as Johnny said we are so grateful for how he was playing and I, the only thing I can tell him to make him feel a little bit better my mindset in life is that you get everything back at one point and I think that's how he should look at it he will get back something for this injury at one point because he deserves it he, he should be here with us at the end 
next time he will be. You know, it's interesting that you say that because uh, I was just talking to Polito a little bit ago with his Comeback Player of the Year award. Maybe Logan's up for it next year at this time. Who knows? But I asked him if he's this because he said he wanted to come back and be the same player that he was before. And I said, well, are you? And he said, no, I'm different because I have more experience and I have a stronger mentality now than I did because of everything that I've gone through. Sometimes you go through horrible things and you actually come out on the other end the stronger for it. So that, that'll probably be the case for Logan. I, I want to give you, Johnny, a chance to brag on this guy for a minute more because and I don't mean this in any disrespect whatsoever but some of us were surprised when I saw um, second most goal contributions in the playoffs in this club's history from Daniel Shallowy and and I the only reason I'm surprised by that is because I still think of you as like this young player that's you know that's got so much ahead of you in the game and there have been so many great players in this club's history but that's a pretty big stat, isn't it? I mean, what do you think when you when you hear a number like that associated with a guy that I know you're so close with? Uh, that's why you call him Showtime. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. When big games come around, big game players step up, and Daniel's done that time and time again for us in the playoffs. Um, ever since I've been here, he's always been someone that you can count off, uh, count on in those situations, and. It's an incredible stat to have, and I'm sure he's going to. I'm sure he's going to end up top of that as well. Um, but I'm not not surprised at it um, because I'm, I get to see him day in day out. Uh, see the work he puts in, and the time I've been here as well. How much his games progressed as well. Um, you could always see the quality and the talent, but everything else is like building with it now. You know his game intelligence, the decisions he makes. You know he's. He can take a hat. He's, he's strong now. Um, back then, he was a little, little squip. <laughs> <laughs> no, but his his whole game is just elevated. And then when it gets into those moments, certain players just thrive in that atmosphere in those games. And he's definitely one of them. And to be second to Preki, who Preki. pretty much holds every every record in this club, you know, yeah. to be be number two to him and chasing him is. It's huge, and he's got so much time to catch him now as well. Uh, you know, we've still got time in these playoffs, and I'm I'm positive he's going he's he's going to add to that as well. So, like I say, you can't you can't speak highly enough of that when when you need to depend on people and count on people in the playoffs, you can 100% count on. Them. And, and this kind of ties into what we just mentioned in terms of going through hardship because this hasn't been just like the smoothest road the whole way. We've had those conversations in the past, but I'm guessing if you look back on some of those tough seasons that you had, would you say those those played a role in why you've become that complete player that Johnny's talking about right now? Yes, obviously. I mean, ups and downs always uh, make you a more complete player, but uh, just time in general, I think... Um, I've I've been here many times and and really the other thing is the people around me and um, as you said to Johnny to brag about me I do the same thing about them you know I'm we always joke because I'm the youngest in the oldest group but I always hang out with the <laughs> older guys the Zussi the Roger Johnny Fonti Timmy these guys yeah. and uh, you learn so much and you you just you don't understand things when you are a little bit younger and then as you get older you just realize why Graham Zeus is still sitting next to me and and he, like you know those are the things and you're like you start picking up on things what they do and, um, and then you change your game as well and I, 
it, that helps you mature definitely as a player. A smart guy hanging out with the older guys that know what they're doing that, that are still having success. We've got Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallow here, so I, I want to focus forward before we let you guys go on this game. I know we still got some time till we get, we still have Thanksgiving to get through before we, we get there, but you mentioned a couple things about motivation, so I want to ask you guys about motivation on two different fronts. Um, and you mentioned, Johnny, the Logan thing. Can you guys use that? Like, you know, hey, I, uh, there's that old line in American sports, win one for the Gipper, so to think. I know you have your own motivations personally, but is there something added there, like playing for a guy that uh, that, that can't get out there on the field now because of what happened? Yeah, you definitely think about that going into the game. Maybe not so much during it, because um, you're obviously focused so much on the job. But going into the game, that will definitely be something that we will try and use as motivation with someone who has been there the whole way, who has helped us get to where we are um, with huge performances and then, you know, unfairly they get it taken away from them. So, you know, you're playing for you're playing for more than just yourself. We play for each other. Um, you know, you're playing for your family. You, you want to be you want to be successful. You want to go down in the history of this club as the guy that won something. Um, so there's so many motivating factors. That's just an extra one now that we wish we didn't have, uh, to be honest, but it's definitely something that we, we can use. Is another one the fact, because Peter pointed this out at, at his press conference today, you guys are on the road. You, you guys are the the only lower-seeded team to advance through the first round. Do you, Daniel, come into this with a bit of a chip on your shoulder? Do you guys, can you use that as motivation as well? Yes, and I, I said it in a couple interviews before that I actually don't mind this position at all. We've always been, um, well, we either didn't make the playoffs or when we were in the playoffs, we actually were on top, usually waiting for teams to come to our place. And I like this feeling now that... Um, almost no pressure and no one's putting us in there we're just ruining everyone's bracket that's the point <laughs> and and um, I like it because as you said you have players um, who come in to play with the team and new players like Jake Logan and uh, and and Rado like coming someone different and and those are new players to the team who do not really understand what playoffs are and to not put an extra pressure on them is is actually great I feel like we've we, we can deal with it, we know the system, and so you deal with it a little bit differently, but when you are new to a team and having to go into the playoffs, it's, it's you don't need that extra pressure, I think. Right? Just play your game and everything will be fine. So I like being the underdog right now. And then you, you go to Houston. I um, Tony Mule and I got a chance to call Houston's second-to-last game of the regular season, and they were playing a Colorado team that was going through a lot, struggling, so I, I know you take some of that with a grain of salt. But they hammered them 5-1, to one. and I don't know that I've seen a team have more fun on the field than the way those guys were playing at the time. You're seeing back heels and dummies, and they're just knocking the ball all over the place. Um, I, I'm curious, how much have you guys, especially maybe with this format, have you had a chance to watch a lot of what they've done this year maybe what stands out and I know you played against them a couple times yourselves what stands out to you Johnny maybe the most about these guys um, from playing against them and we pretty much watched all the games throughout the playoffs um, you know we sit and watch the games and message each other at night as well so Houston are a dangerous team we knew that when we played them um, like you said they're a fun team to watch they want to play the game the way I see is the right way they get the ball down you know, they, they try and pick teams apart. Um, you know, they're not just so many teams will just get the ball down, launch it into your end, pick up seconds and go from there. Whereas they're like us, they want to build from the back. They want to 
they want to break you down and score goals that way. Um, so that makes it an exciting game because it's something, obviously, they want the ball, we want the ball, so it's going to be the, the team that executes our game plan the best on the day. Um, who's the best on the ball, who takes care of it in the right situations, who doesn't give it away stupidly because both teams can, can hurt you on the on the break. Um, and then obviously we, we got a good result down there. Um, you know, we tied them down there and in the game. We won at home, going down to 10 men showed you know, still showed throughout that game that we were more than willing to play, even down a man. So it, it becomes completely different in playoffs. Uh, we've seen them in their game, and they've had a they had a you know a tough ride of it um, with Salt Lake. So I mean, we're excited. It's you know it's a one-off game, like Daniel said. No one's expecting anything of us. We're going in there underdogs, and we're going in there to spoil the party. Uh, that's the way we're looking at it. And I, I agree with them as well. We've been so used to when we're in the playoffs being one of the top seeds, so everyone's coming to us. Mm-hmm. And we know how hard that is when you've got teams coming in with sort of nothing to lose and the way that they play. Um, so that's that's definitely what we're going to be looking to do. Anything to add there, Daniel, in terms of what your thoughts are on on Houston in this game coming up? Yeah, I agree. We we all agree that um, Houston's a great team and. They do play very nice soccer. You know, there's what Johnny says, we always watch these games and there's teams that you just enjoy watching and Houston is definitely one of those this year. So I hope I will not be enjoying watching them (laughs) next weekend, but uh, definitely a great team and they deserve to be where they are. And um, as Johnny said, I think we're both playing and let the better team win. I I think it's going to be a good game. Should be a great one. Can't wait. It's coming up on November 26th, so we still got a little bit of time to get ready for this one. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be worth the wait, I feel sure. Johnny, Daniel, thank you guys both so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, bro. And we will take a break. Come back. Allie will rejoin us. We're going to play some sound bites from Alan Polito. He is the Comeback Player of the Year. And we'll wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show right after this. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you joining us. And we thank Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy for all of the time. As we now, Ali, get to, we, we wrapped up the conversation with them. Looking forward to this match against Houston. I, I mentioned it to those guys. Tony Mule and I got to call their game against Colorado, second to last game of the season, which caused me to watch a bunch of their film going up to that game. And then that game itself, I don't know that there's a team that has more fun playing in terms of just knocking the ball around than this Houston team this year. Daniel Shallowy said himself, they're one of the teams he finds enjoyable to watch this season. This is going to be a big challenge for Sporting KC. Yeah. And I think you could also say the same thing uh, about this sporting team since they found their rhythm, particularly going forward. You're starting to see mm-hmm. this sporting team now that they've gotten healthier and that they've kind of found that confidence, that rhythm, and that that chemistry has just flourished in the attack. Similarly to Houston, you know, you're seeing players get in, in really dangerous spots. The the clever ball movement, it, it's been enjoyable. So this is going to be a matchup between two teams that have some pretty just nice looking attacks at the moment, yeah. but I will say watching Houston in uh, the three games against Salt Lake, cause they had to go all the way to a game three after losing in penalties uh, in that second game on the road at Salt Lake. 
the last two games went to penalties, actually. I thought they lacked some efficiency in the final third. The buildup was there, but they just weren't as efficient. And in both of those those last two games against Salt Lake, you know, they get out to the lead and then they just look like a different team in the second half. So I, I've got my questions about this Houston team going into this now single elimination game. It's going to be in Houston, which has been a fortress for the Dynamo this season. I don't have the exact record in front of me, but just know that they've been really freaking good at home. So that's going to be a tough task for sporting. Uh, but they didn't, I think, put together a full 90 minutes in those last two games against Salt Lake. And they also missed penalties in both penalty shootouts as well. So sporting Kansas City definitely with the edge, of course, and Tim Melia, uh, who's, who, you know, is just the best penalty stopper in all of major league soccer. Um, but it, it is important to remind people listening that this, this next game, the semifinal against Houston, it goes back to a single elimination, uh, 90 minutes plus, uh, stoppage time and extra time if required, and then extra time to penalty. So that is, you know, something to, to kind of look out for and it could change how, how teams approach games, depending on what the score is, uh, as you're kind of getting towards the end of the match. Okay. So let's hear from uh, Peter Vermees. He spoke about the kind of matchup that sporting Kansas city have on their hands with this Houston dynamo team. They are, they're really good on both sides of the ball. Um, they recover the ball very fast. They're a good defensive team. They're tough. Um, they don't give up a lot of goals, um, but they're also tough in the individual duels. And then on the other side is that uh, they're they're very efficient in the way that they play. And, and I'm saying with the ball now and trying to go create opportunities to go, they're really efficient. Um, they don't they don't necessarily. Um, put each other in, in really bad spots on the field or in the bad situations by giving a guy a ball with two or three guys on like their, their, their decision-making is very good. Um, and then the others are playing at home. And, you know, I think you guys realize we're the only team, the lower seeded team that has, you know, made it through the playoffs. So it tells you what home field advantage is. Um, it always winds up being a, uh, you know, a, a real feather in your cap if you have it. Um, and so we know that we're walking into the lion's den for sure. Okay, so a couple of things there, Allie, that stand out to me. Number one, he points out, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we're the only lower-seeded team that advanced through the first round. I think it's obvious after talking to Johnny Russell and Daniel Shalloway, this is a motivator for this team. They are playing up the underdog thing. They are playing up the no pressure. Everybody else is uh, are the teams that have pressure and we don't. I think that's a big motivator for this team. The other thing that he talked about there, though, is, is the attacking style and the free-flowing nature of their play. Here are a couple things to watch out for from my perspective watching this Houston team closely. Griffin Dorsey coming up the left side from a fullback position. A lot of times it, it's similar to what you see from Sporting KC where sometimes – one of the two fullbacks will be the more attack-minded player, right? And then the other guys slide over a little bit. Dorsey is definitely the guy that's getting up the field more than the left back is. Typically, if that's the case, you've got Quinones playing at the left wing spot, and he has all kinds of pace. Okay, so Jake Davis most likely is going to have to deal with that. Quinones has not been a very good finisher. He's not been very clinical, but sometimes he just creates so many chances that he ends up becoming dangerous and, and maybe scoring a goal because he's got that incredible pace. Griffin Dorsey had to me has been one of the best young players in 2023. So those are a couple of things I think you can watch for with this Houston dynamo team. 
Yeah, and Hector Herrera, the playmaker oh. for the Houston Dynamo, whether it's from a set piece situation or just helping drive the game, he is he's so um I don't know, Nate, physically, I, I was not aware of just like his stature. Like he just mm-hmm. has like this very unique skill set and has in his second year with the Dynamo really embraced the leadership role as well uh, and has kind of put them in, in so many just great spots and is such a, a an integral part of that attack and that free-flowing style. A lot of it runs through him. So he's going to be one to watch for sure uh, in this game. But Sporting have faced Houston now a couple of times this season, I believe three uh, already, both in Open Cup and then in regular season play. So they're, they're well aware of where this Houston team, like where their strengths and where their weaknesses are. And important to point out, Sporting hosted Houston at home coming out of the League's Cup break and we're down a man for a majority of that game after Johnny Russell was shown a red card and we're able to keep Houston out of the back of the net. So I do think, you know, sporting did find success in, in keeping that Houston attack kind of at bay. So let's, uh, let's talk about the other big story. We haven't, uh, we, we touched on it at the beginning of the show, but the news that came out today, Alan Polito, the 2023 MLS comeback player of the year. I don't think any of us are surprised by this whatsoever, but he spoke to the media today. One of the things that I asked him, Ali, was, you know, through this process, we've heard and we've read that the doctors weren't really sure if this was going to work and if he was ever going to be able to come back and 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 be an effective player, let alone be the type of player that he's been this year. So I asked Alan, were there any points during this where he did not believe that this was possible or did he always believe something like this was possible? No, yes, for me, my mind is always is possible. Uh, uh, depends, no? In this world, he have like a lot of responsibilities because because you need to work first, you need to 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 stay like positive, and you need to to dreams like I don't know in the sky, and and of course uh, you need to you need to be like happy, no? Always, sometimes these injuries is is difficult because you think. In moments, uh, I don't want to say I don't think like bad moments for sure because it's my first season in my career and I think like maybe when I come back to player I'm not the same player. Maybe I can play like more how I know. So pass a lot of things in, in my hair, but but the 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 the, the thing is when you exchange these these like bad pensaments for positive, you know, and and also when you start to working when you start to. When when I when I come here to the training, when I put all my my 100% and more, uh, and this is now the result about my my working about about how how I hard training like the last the last year, no. So he kept that positive mindset, Ali. He stayed with it. He obviously did all of the work, and then he achieves this goal. And now he talked about you know getting back to being this. Can I be the same player that I was? before this injury. So I asked him that as well. Do you feel now like you're the same player you were before this happened? Of course, no, I am different now. Uh, always when you when you pass like bad moments, uh, you are different because you have more experience and you change your mind, you are more positive. And, and, and now if this happens, uh, you make the results. So now for me, uh, I don't know, I feel more strong. I feel more confidence in me. Uh, and this is and this is the result about, uh, and all the, I don't know, all, all the, the working and, and all the, how I think. And I thought this was really powerful, Ali, because 
not only did he say, no, I'm not the same player. I'm actually a better player because mentally I'm stronger now than I was before I went through all of this. There's that old adage, you know, that which does not kill you can only make you stronger. Mm -hmm. You get the sense from a mentality standpoint, Alan Polito really feels that he is a stronger player now than he was before he went through this process. It's cool because we actually got a chance to interview him uh, on Wednesday where whenever you're listening to this episode on the Galazzo Network on Box to Box. And he used the word monster to describe himself. And I think it's so he's got that positive mindset. He is very much a team player. Peter Vermees has said that mm -hmm. from the day they brought him in the door. But when he's on the field, he does see himself that way. But what's unique with Allen, it's it's not a monster in terms of like just in front of goal, putting balls in the back of the net. He sees, I think, every action that he has on the field as, as that he's going to he's going to be a, a terror for opposing teams, whether that is putting him in a spot to score a goal or putting him in a spot to set his teammates up to score, just opening those spaces to help, uh, you know, pull defenders, you know, out of position and, and get sporting in good spots going forward. He has overcome so much. And this is the exact uh, I texted Kurt Andrews because I was curious, uh, head athletic trainer at Sporting Kansas City. The technical term for Allen's surgery, which is not a run of the mill surgery, by the way, is osteochondral allograft transplantation with a PCL reconstruction. This is not just your, your basic little knee surgery that you go in, get cleaned up and come back out. Very much a, a situation, Nate, like you, you touched on where there were questions of how he would come back. Uh, clearly, physically, he's come back looking just like he didn't miss a beat. But that mental component, I think, is not only going to serve Alan Polito very well through the rest of his time with SKC, which, as we know, will, will be uh, quite a few more years after he signed that contract extension a, a couple of, you know, a few weeks ago. But I think it's going to serve this team really well, too. And I think this is a team that has collectively a great mindset that's made up of a lot of guys who have been battle tested both individually through things like injury, but also through some of the ups and downs that this team has been through together over the last couple of seasons for, for the core that, you know, has been together for a few seasons now. Great stuff. Congratulations, Alan Polito and everybody involved. So well-deserved. And uh, we now, Ali, are just over a week away <laughs> From the conference <laughs> semifinal. Let's go. It's exciting. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Anything you got coming up uh, on CBS that everybody needs to be ready for before we uh, we see you next week? I know you're going to be in Houston for that game. Yes. So excited to be in Houston on the call with uh, Jacob Peterson. I so thrilled to be in person for that one. You can catch the game here on sports radio, eight ten. We're really looking forward to it. going to be a great matchup. And I think it's going to be one of the, the better matchups of this, uh, this next uh, round of, of playoffs in the semis, but you can catch me on uh, Morning Footy and Box to Box throughout the week. And as I said at the top of the, the show, be sure to, uh, number one, send in your Footy Kit Friday, hashtag Footy Kit Friday um, tweets or Instagram posts, whatever it is, and, and rock some SKC gear. Come on, we got to show the rest uh, of the league what's up. And uh, hey, SKC have been putting people on notice and they're getting their deserved flowers at this point in the year, but the job's not done. And man, how fun is this right now? That's all I got to say. This has just been so freaking fun to watch this team uh, continue to, you know, defy the expectations of, of everybody else and, and prove to themselves that they've got a chance here, three more wins and they were lifting the cup. We will see anything is possible. And uh, hopefully that fun just continues a little bit longer. That's Ali Trost Martin. I'm Nate Pucati. Uh, our thanks to Johnny Russell and uh, Daniel Shallowy for joining us on the show as well. And our thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next time on the sporting Kansas city show.